Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Stu Massengill. Stu is on a mission to change the statistic from 80% of people not loving what they do to 80% of people falling in love with what they do. He's a peak performance strategist for Tony Robbins and the founder of Finding Direction. Through his podcasts and university, he helps people go from lost in life to creating a life full of passion and fulfillment. Now, Stu's a high achiever under 30, but we're not going to hold him against the hold that against him. He's accomplished many things from building an eight-figure business at 20 to beating cancer at 24. Stu, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. So now we got to go back in time. How'd you get started? How'd you build a eight-figure business at 20? Yeah. So to break it down in a short story, I sort of grew up as the shy, quiet, more so kind of introverted person. And Which when is I the was the perfect recipe to go work for Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, not not to start. But for me, when I was 20 years old. I was introduced to a business through one of my best friends. And we basically had this opportunity to grow business, scale it, all these things. And the biggest thing that happened for me was because I came as this quiet, shy, introverted person. When I got into business for myself, I just realized quickly that you either get good at people and you succeed or you don't get good at people and you're not going to succeed because at the end of the day, business is really just all about people. And so for me, I went through this massive obsession of how do I get good with people, with communicating, networking, all these different aspects. Um, and we had a health and wellness business. We were with a network marketing company. And just through getting really good with people over the next three and a half years, we went to do uh, about $8 million in revenue. That is absolutely incredible. Congratulations on that. Uh, talk about some of the lessons you learned from beating cancer at 24. Yeah. So I'm innately a very positive person, right? I think it's, uh, I heard a quote once it said, every moment you're sad is a moment of happiness. You'll never get back. And to me, that wow, was like, that's a great quote. You know, it's like, it's so much truth in it. And so when I got cancer, I was on a seven month trip, supposed to be a seven month trip in New Zealand. And day two of it, I noticed basically some things weren't going uh, the way that they were supposed to be. If you're a guy listening to this, yes. check your equipment is all I will say. But I basically went to the doctor and after two days of just seeing doctor after doctor after doctor, they did the classic, you know, sit you down and all right, sir, you're going to need to take the next plane home. You have some sort of tumor. It's either cancerous or benign. 
And so flew home and figured out long story short that it was testicular cancer and went through six to eight months of recovery. And then, you know, a couple of years follow up and all that I'm healthy today, which is amazing. But I think the biggest lesson that I took from that was truthfully and honestly, and I think this is for, you know, anyone that has cancer or knows someone that has it was the biggest thing that helped me get through it was as soon as I found out I had the cancer diagnosis, I just went to everybody around me and I said, Hey, just don't treat me like I have something that's going to kill me. Don't treat me something like I have something that can, that can end my life. Because if you treat me that way, that'll plant a seed in my brain. And that could, that means it could eventually go to that. And we don't even want to allow that to be a thought here. Um, you know, I had my parents in the room with me when the doctor said it was cancer and I can't even imagine being a parent and someone going, your, your kid has cancer. Like, holy yeah, crap. Um, that would be heavy. But for me right away, I just went to my parents and said, don't treat me any differently. Don't treat me like I have something that I can kill me. And honestly, throughout all of my cancer uh, recovery in that process, it was just a matter of, all right, this is just part of my story and I'm going to get through this. And um, that, that made the journey much easier rather than constantly having people come up to me and say, Hey, are you okay? Are you going to die? Are you going to survive? Cause like, it's, it's not a fun place to be going through that. Um, especially when you have people that are treating you like you're going to die. Absolutely. Well, thank God that you got through that and got to the other side of it. How did you become a peak performance strategist for Tony Robbins? Yeah. So I'm, uh, again, a big believer that like one quote, basically runs a massive portion of my life. It's that through effective communication and networking, you can open any door of opportunity. And so kind of interesting because I grew up as this shy, quiet kid that didn't know how to communicate with people. I didn't just didn't get how people work truthfully. And so eventually after I did some stuff with um, the network marketing company and left that and went through the cancer and all that came to a massive realization that I just wanted to help people. And, and that if I can pour into other people and help them kind of extract their inner greatness that to me there's no greater feeling than having someone go you changed my life like that's that's my high that's my jam I get that like I've lived a good life and so Tony teaches a concept because I'd studied him for several years called modeling and right it's often concept for entrepreneurs yeah it's like find someone who has what you want and if you can do what they do if you can model them you can shrink decades into years and so for me I see myself as an entrepreneur and will continue to grow the companies I have. But I figured if I could work for someone like Tony Robbins, who in my eyes, I call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time, right? He's made an incredible impact. If I could learn from him, study from him, and the best way to do it is working directly with him, um, that it would just be a massive game changer. And it has. And so how I did that and how I got there was ultimately just through meeting the right people, networking with the right people. Um, I had a friend who had a friend who knew a guy who had a friend that was in the company and Long story short, here I am. <laughs> awesome. And what do you like best? How long have you been doing that? And what do you like best about it? Yeah, so I've been with Tony about a year, um, a little bit over a year now. And I would say two parts are my f- two, two favorite parts if I get to f- pick two. One is just genuinely bringing the, the teachings of Tony Robbins to people all over the world. Um, you know, I'm in front of hundreds of people a week talking and teaching Tony's different content and the massive impact that I get to make on people's life is just, I feel lucky to say that's what I do. Um, so I would say that's one is just being able to like impact people in such an incredible way because of the opportunity from Tony Robbins is huge. And then the second part is because 
I'm in that world and I work with Tony and I'm around him just to be able to learn and study and, and pick up the teachings and especially in this pandemic, see how he's shifted through that. Um, it's, it's been a, a master's degree on steroids. I bet. What is finding direction and what inspired you to start it? Yeah. So when I was 22, right. Or, or 20, 22 to 24, sort of right around the cancer time, I was going through a big phase in my life where I had basically a, a business that I loved. I was living the cliche saying of, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Like it was phenomenal. I was enjoying my life. And basically overnight, some stuff happened with the company. I had to shift places and I went in this deep, um, painful place of just what, do, what am I going to do with my life? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And just, just feeling entirely lost. And it was, to me, the most painful thing I've ever been through worse than the cancer for me. Wow. And when I went through all of that, I went, you know, basically through a four or five journey, four or five year journey of how do I figure out what I'm truly here to do? Um, that's kind of what's landed me with Tony Robbins. But through going through all of that, I realized there's so many other people that struggle with that question of what do you want to do with your life? Like it is one In every of my age. My, I don't know if my dad still knows what he wants to be <laughs> when he grows up. I joke with him and ask, hey, dad, what do you want to do with your grandpa? I don't know yet. I'm, not, I'm never going to grow up. Yeah. And it, it, it has so much weight to it. Right. And so um, what I do with finding direction really where that was sprouted is I figured number one, at first, I don't know all the answers on how to figure out your life, but there's phenomenal people in the world that have figured it out that live passionate, fulfilling life. So if I can have conversations with them, reverse engineer their life, we can figure out how they found direction. So that's where the podcast came. And after doing that for almost two years now, we basically accumulated all, all the learnings, all the teachings, and then all the experience from my life. Um, and we've built a university where we bring people through this process of truly not knowing what they want to do and taking them through our process. And at the end, not only having clarity on what they want to do, but I think the most important part is executing on actually making that a reality because you could have all the ideas, all the wishes, all the knowings of what you want to do. But the question is, can you execute on that and make that your actual life? And so um, that's, that's what I love helping people do. It, it's, uh, it's a blessing to be able to do it every day. Absolutely. Sounds fascinating. Who is an ideal client customer or client or customer for Finding Direction University? Yeah, I would say the ideal client customer is anyone that's basically post-college, right? So, you know, 22, 23, all the way up to, you know, I would say 35 people that are just figuring out what it is that they want to do with their life, whether again, you're post-college, right? You're maybe a couple of years out and you're maybe been in this job a couple of years and you're like, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be, or this isn't really what I wanted to do, but I'm in this place now, um, or people that are just in the last couple of years of college. What I would, I mean, you've achieved an immense amount in a very short period of time. So what are you most excited about now? Yeah. I mean, what I'm most excited about is really just building out our entire platform of finding direction, you know, through the podcast and more impact, more people through the university to impact more people. And to kind of tie it in with what you're saying, like one of the biggest challenges for me and, and, I don't know if I would say it's a challenge. It's, you know, something where I'm learning and finding more places I can grow um, is continuing to just build a powerful network. And, you know, Tony talks about it. So many successful people talk about it is that your association is who you become, right? Who you surround yourself with is who you become. And so for me, it's really pushing myself to get around people that, that push me um, because at first it may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but as you're around them long enough, all of a sudden you're, you, you feel comfortable and it's because you've grown to get it to the level that they're at. 
Um, so I would say that's, what's a little bit of a challenge and a push something I'm just continuously striving towards. And then, and then finding direction in the university is what I'm most excited about. Awesome. I know given your indoctrination into the world of all things, Robbins, what is your morning routine? Great question. So my morning routine is sacred for me. Um, I wake up first 30 minutes. I just eat breakfast, kind of wake up, have a bowl of uh, oatmeal or something like that. It's kind of different all the time, but I'll have breakfast. And then from there, I do something called priming, which is something Tony Robbins teaches. And I've incorporated that with a teaching from Bob Proctor, um, which is practicing gratitude. So I do this priming exercise. You can look it up on YouTube. It's about 10 to 12 minutes. And then I write 10 things I'm grateful for, five of which are in my life and then five of which I want to bring into my life. But I write them as if I've already created them. And then I go into saying them out loud twice. And then I do a prayer. Um, and then that's more or less the morning routine I have. Then I shower, get ready for the day. Um, but that first hour even is just so protective. And usually I'll try to get 30 minutes of exercise in there. What is, can you give us an example of somebody who's, who you've helped find direction, what they were feeling, what they were challenged with when they came to you, and then kind of what the other side, that magical transformation looks like. Look at you light up. Yes, please tell <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I have uh, one particular person in, in mind, and it was before, before we were doing the university, we were doing live events in person. This was pre-COVID, and we would bring people in for basically a two-hour seminar we would do, a two-hour workshop, and take them kind of through that place of not knowing what they want to do and helping them figure that out. And one of the people that specifically came, um, I won't mention her name, but she basically had reached out to me saying, Hey, this is something I want to do, but I'm like, just reaching out to you is freaking me out because she was very shy, timid, introverted. And she said, I know this is something that I need to do for my life, but I am just, I'm just petrified to even do this. So like, she was like, can you convince me to like, come to this thing? Because I know I need to do <laughs> it, but it. I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, and so she came to this event and, and a lot of the things we teach is how you go from introverted and how to really shift that story that you've built for yourself, right? Because ultimately when you're introverted or you don't enjoy conversations with people, it's because you've had experiences as a child that's created in your mind that communication equals pain. So like we helped her reshift some of these stories, taught her the fundamental skills of communicating and networking. Um, and then I believe it was 30 days after she left our event within 30 days, she had found this job that she really loved. And she went through the interview process, which before she was like, I would be so terrified to, to have an interview with someone and just have this conversation. Um, but because of the things that we taught her, she just absolutely crushed it. She got the job. Um, and so I stay in touch with her all the time. And she's, yeah, obviously you could see the smile on my face. It was, uh, yeah. That is absolutely beautiful. You've done so many interviews of amazing people. What was your favorite interview and why? Uh, one of my favorite interviews was a gentleman named Dan Breezy. And I am a big action sports person. I grew up skateboarding, snowboarding. And so this gentleman, Dan Breezy, he's a three times X game snowboard uh, medalist. And he's just like, again, YouTube him. He's a, he's a beast. <laughs> um, and so he came on the podcast and just, just the way that he really analyzes his life and is kind of picked through his different places. I would say he was one of my favorites. And then another one was a gentleman named Mikey Taylor. Um, who again, action sports, he's a professional skateboarder, but having him on and he kind of transitioned from like, as an athlete, sometimes you have so much of an identity in your 
career Mm -hmm. um, that when skateboarding ends, a lot of skateboarders struggle with this place of like, what am I going to do? And I think that's a big thing for athletes in general, but he transitioned into the financial world um, and, and he's doing incredible things there. So it was really interesting to pick his brain apart and see how we went through that process. And like, he had to go deep, like internally to figure out where he was and how he was lost and how to kind of refine his direction. Um, but I would say those are two of my favorite. You give advice every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, successful people do what's uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable. And that's why they're successful. And I would say for me, that's something I'm always trying to use as guiding advice in my life, because I'm a person that massively believes success outside of success is outside of your comfort zone. You have to push yourself. You have to always be um, getting uncomfortable to grow as much as you possibly can. And so I have a lot of things that I'll, I'll approach in my life or do in my life that just being vulnerable here, I feel like I'm going to throw up when I think of approaching these because they feel so uncomfortable, but I'm like, all right, like if I feel like I'm going to throw up, yeah, because it's so uncomfortable. That means I, that means like I must do it and the growth that follows it will be profound. Um, yeah, that, that's probably my favorite guiding advice that I've ever got. That is awesome. That is a definite writer downer. We know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some time with us. Where can our folks find the podcast in the university? Yeah. So if people want more information, um, we give a free ebook away. It's called five steps to meeting anyone you desire for introverts, and they can get it for free. It's at findingdirectionuniversity.com slash giveaway and happy to connect with anybody um, in any way that I can support. If, if you have any questions, comments, anything, reach out to me on social. It's just Stu Massengill. And again, I'm happy to support people in any way that I can. That's awesome. Have you, we've had another podcast guest who wrote a book called, I forget his last name, but Matt, who wrote a book called The Introvert's Edge. Have you read it? I have not, but I'm going to have to I, well, I was, I was say, I'll send you a copy. It's fascinating about why, it's specifically about why introverts make better salespeople and huh. better marketers than people who are naturally extroverted. It's been a fascinating interview. This has been Seth Green with Stu Massengale. Make sure you check out the Finding Direction podcast. I'm sure it's on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and everywhere else. Check out Finding Direction University. Stu, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Seth. It's been an honor. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.